You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, we've got a fun CarCast episode for you today. We're going to give you a little update on what's going on at the uh, Ford Mustang assembly plant. And my good friend David Jesko is going to come in. He's going to talk about uh, uh, my BMW M3 and all the nerdy stuff he's got going on over there. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Dodge, the Dodge Charger. If you're hurry into your local Dodge dealer, where they bring you performance, technology, and great deals. It's the Dodge Big Finish event. And this holiday... Our gift to you is Dodge Power Dollars. With Power Dollars, you'll get $10 off for each horsepower of every new car, every new Dodge Charger, every new Dodge Challenger. You can get a 2019 Dodge SRT Hellcat Red Eye and receive almost $8,000 cash allowance. You know why, Dave? Because it's 797 horsepower. That's why you'll get almost... 8000 off. Mm-hmm. So you get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. Hurry into the Dodge Big Finish event today and end the year with a great deal. And of course, our friends at Geico, we love them. Everybody's got a to-do list. Maybe you're doing some Christmas shopping, some Hanukkah shopping, some holiday shopping, some New Year party dresses. <laughs> more fans for BMWs. Uh, more, yeah, BMW fans. You got a big list of things to do. Well, you can add this to your list. Save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15 percent or more on car insurance. So, if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All right, guys, big show. Let's get started. Fantastic. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the moderator, Tiandria, and he's Bill Goldberg. How you doing, Bill? Ho, ho, ho. I'm ramping up for Christmas, man. You know, Santa's got to do his thing, so. Getting, uh, getting ready. It's the, the, the clock's running. We're getting closer and closer to all that. Yeah, and unbeknownst to everybody, I'm also Hanukkah Harry, so I, I've got to <laughs> get going here you know, before Christmas. <laughs> okay. Hanukkah festivities, too. So, That's yeah, right. you got to do it both. Duty. Yeah, got to do it both. I saw that uh, you were in town briefly filming uh, new episodes of The Goldbergs. The sitcom. Yeah, that was interesting. That was a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's always nice to come back and Join my uh, my quote unquote Goldberg family, being the only Goldberg on the show. But, uh, yeah, it was it was great, man. We had a good time. It seems like it's good time. It seems like you guys have uh, fun over there all the time when you get over there and do that. So, uh, uh, right on. Um, I can tell you that uh, we're just starting some initial some initial meetings, uh, planning. Our uh, our next uh, our next big uh, Carcast live event probably going to be uh, March of next year. Uh, we will be back at the Peterson Museum. We had such a good time last year. Uh, had a big car show and gave out some awards. and uh, uh, And Adam did a 10th anniversary ACS podcast. But this year will be Carcast podcast. And hopefully a bigger car show and more awards. And uh, we're just going to work out all the details. And hopefully, Bill, you're going to be out there for that. And we can do a major car cast and get the three hosts all together once and for all. And uh, uh, so we'll see. I know March is quite a a bit away, but also it's much quicker than you think. Like from now, you're like, oh, there's so many things. It's like we got the holidays, we got New Year's and and things that come up between now and March. And and but also like if we don't start planning this now, you know, four months in advance that it's it's never it's never going to happen and get things aligned. So uh, that's kind of what we're planning on. So, Bill, keep that on your radar to see if we can find some available date. And that makes sense in March. We'd love to have you out here for that. uh, you know, and if it, you know, makes sense that you're able to tie it into, you, you know, you come to LA, you're, you're doing different TV shows and filming and things like that. It'd be great to build it all in one trip so you can, uh, get as much done as possible. Um, efficiency. Yeah. I'll talk to the guys. I'll talk to the, uh, to the writers at, uh, at the Goldberg and NCIS. Well, listen, it's, I'm doing it. I'm doing NCIS in January. So maybe they'll have me back in March. Well, what I was saying is, is like, 
pepper it in their head going, hey, we've got a big car cast event. We'd love for all you guys to come out and check it out. And since I'll be here for a day or two, let me know if you need me, right? Well, that's how it works. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, just let me know. And uh, and also have them come down to the to the car show and uh, uh, maybe they'll they'll have some fun with it as well. And, um, uh, you know, I don't know if you have any cars left in L.A. If you intend on leaving a car in L.A. at some point, but you should bring something. Otherwise, we're going to have to call Dodge and say, send something over. <laughs> well, let's just have let's just say we're going to have to do that. But yeah. you know, I get a demon that's probably going to be in the Magnaflow uh, corporate headquarters here. I don't know, three or four months after it gets back from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, so we could have you know we can ask them and see if they want to bring it up and have Richard Waiters or something bring the car up and display it. And uh, uh, I'll bring the truck out there. Maybe I'll bring the truck and the M3. Speaking of the M3, I'm going to give you guys an update. That's the plan today is to give you an update on that. We're waiting for our buddy David Jusco to come in and uh, hop into the studio with us. He's my buddy. He's been working on the car, and uh, he's a super nerdy uh, uh, engineer. Um, uh, I think that's a pretty fair explanation. <laughs> uh, what did you say, Chris? It's that kinda, sounds just like yeah, Dave. That's yeah, perfect. like d- d- detail-oriented beyond, like, to a, to almost a degree of annoying. <laughs> he sat in the backseat of my, my car once, and he, he said, your license plate's too loose. It's deafening. I heard nothing <laughs> the entire time, and I drove around the block a few times just to hear. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, I bet he was right, too. <laughs> um, so we'll maybe we'll get a little update on that, and, uh, and we'll take it from there. So um, – uh, a little bit of a little bit of news. Um, of course, I've got some Tesla news because you know how much I love Tesla news. But uh, oh God, yeah. uh, please more and more and more. But uh, I, you know, I, I'm just going to get that out of the way because um, it's. Uh, I, I'm trying not to harsh on uh, on all their stuff too. Too. Hey, too hey, much. just like uh, just like a true um, media outlet, we just. Provide the facts. We're not opinionated. We just have to provide facts. So right. please go along with the facts of what happened with with Tesla again. <laughs> uh, so so Tesla's, Tesla's most recent accident was uh, a guy was driving in autopilot, right, which isn't really a, like a real thing. Like autonomous cars aren't really quite there yet. It's not really a real thing. And the fact that they're calling it autopilot is dangerous. False advertising. It's more like lane keep assist with a couple of other cameras. Uh, anyway, so this guy was uh, in his car. He puts on idle autopilot and he leans back to like check on his dog or get his dog situated. And what does the Tesla do? It, re- it smashes into a parked cop car. <laughs> cop car, no a cop less. car. It smashes. But into here's a the here's cop the car. kicker. On on you know I was up early this morning in the morning news shows. Mm-hmm are obviously going to cover it, you know, to its fullest extent. And uh, they showed two clips of people in L.A. traffic freaking sleeping, sleeping at yeah. the wheel. Yeah. This is not an autonomous car, guys. It's not an autonomous car. It's awfully <laughs> dangerous. This is the 12th investigation that the National Highway Traffic, Traffic Safety Administration is looking into Tesla accidents as a result of of uh, their so-called autopilot. I'm just saying, guys, listen, uh, fan of Tesla or not, if you own a Tesla, I'm sure it's got some cool features and it's fun to sit around in the 405 and try to have that thing drive for you. But uh, <laughs> please be careful. Don't be eating like a bowl of soup or some cereal while you're doing it. And... Uh, and uh, uh, and certainly don't fall asleep. If you or want to use the feature, uh, of course, use the feature. Have fun with it, whatever you know. But but be careful. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt anybody else. And don't hurt a dog <laughs> sitting in the back seat. Right. So uh, uh, you know, just be careful with that. But anyway, that's it. That's all I'm going to say about Tesla. Is just just be careful with the Tesla. Um, but uh, here we go. It's a little bit I of think Mustang. Each week we ought to do a Tesla update because they're providing <laughs> us with so much information. So much information. So much information. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is how they advertise, correct? I mean, obviously I, they listen, don't want to kill anybody, but that—that that, <laughs> cyber takes, truck. This takes bad publicity as good publicity to a fur, you know, to a level that I don't—I don't believe is correct. Yeah. And that Cybertruck was meme gold, right? Like that thing was just posted everywhere. 
uh, and uh, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, it's just posted everywhere, and uh, it's getting so much publicity as a result. I mean, the people are joking with it, but uh, having a having a lot of fun with it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we certainly could do a, a Tesla thing every single week, but uh, but we don't uh, we don't need to do that. But uh, and, and to our and to our point, you know, how many people do you have conversations with? The joke about that Tesla story, about the Cybertruck, and then say, oh, but I, I've got a deposit on it. Right. So here, yeah, here's the thing. So right now we're getting into, you know, the end of, you know, for us, the podcasting season, you know, for, for the year. And we're getting some holiday parties in here and there. And yeah, every single holiday party or dinner or event or something I go to, somebody has Tesla questions. Like, what do you think of Tesla? What do you think of the Cybertruck? What do you think of this? And what do you, you know, and what do you think about batteries and longevity? And should I buy or should I lease? There's like, there's tons of that stuff. And they're all good conversations and we should do more of them here. Um uh, and, and some of those stuff we, we want to get into with, uh, with Alistair from Edmonds as well because he's got very strong opinions. Uh, uh, the guys at Edmonds have very strong opinions about uh, battery technology and, and, and their, their recommendation, I think you've heard him say before, is anything battery or hybrid, lease the car, don't buy the car because we have no real future. Of, you know, we have no idea where the batteries are going to go and how do you replace them or what's the shelf life or the resale value. If you get a, 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 a Toyota Prius and it's used, how much batteries left? And then what is it? And then if you use it for another five years, can you do it? Um, uh, but before we get into that, first off, uh, David Jusco just walked into the studio. Hey, David, how are you? How are you doing? <laughs> David is, uh, David's an engineer at Toyota. And uh, field engineer, <laughs> yeah. And uh, like we said before, he's just a big anal alternative nerd, and uh, and we love that about him. So we are going to uh, chat with him, not about heard, Toyota. We've actually heard you're very loud and boisterous, and, and <laughs> yeah, you, you so, like to command the presence when you walk in the room. So just please do us a favor and, and hold it down a little bit. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quiet down over there. So actually, I, I, we invited you here to talk M3, not about Toyota Prius. But uh, before we get in that, uh, one more quick uh, uh, Ford update. So Ford has invested $250 million into their Flat Rock assembly plant. This is the assembly plant that builds the Ford Mustang. Mm. This is a big investment for them. They've got a, a lot going into the Mustang brand, the Mustang platforms. And uh, and 2021 is going to bring us an all-new Mustang, a ground-up all-new Mustang. Um, But a little update is, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of the current generation Ford Mustang Bullet, where the Mustang GT is 460 horse. The Bullet is 480 horse with revised uh, throttle body and some calibrations, and it's got revised like Gen 2 magnetic ride. Um, I remember uh, seeing magnetic ride at – Rod Millen's shop yeah. a million years ago. Yeah, developing it. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, hi, Bill. Yeah, you guys have met before, yeah, Bill, uh, down at the HRE open house when Absolutely. we interviewed uh, yeah. uh, uh, Richard Waitis down there and the HRE guys. So um, uh, big investment on Ford's part. And as much as we love the Mustang Bullet, it's the great – it's it's a perfect example of getting – you know, like Porsche has like a 911 and an S and they have a GTS right. and then their turbo. The GTS I always thought was sort of the most bang for the buck for Porsche right. models. McCann GTS, 911 GTS, uh, Panamera GTS. The 911 GTS is the best bang for the buck because yeah. you come it comes with the center lock wheels off the turbo mm-hmm. S – not even the turbo. Yeah, it's the more turbo. enthusiast than an all. Yeah. So the, the Mustang Bullet kind of, to me, felt like it fell into that world. And, and, and in the Adam Carolla world, who's not really a fan of pretty much American cars or whatever, he drove the Bullet when we were here, and he actually likes it. He's yeah. a fan of it. He's like, you know, uh, between the six-speed transmission, because it, it has a, a Tremec in it. It has right. an upgraded Tremec to handle the extra power. And the Magna Ride, uh, he's been a fan of it. So the Bullet uh, was meant to be a limited run for like a year or two in the current lineup. Right. And uh, and what we understand now is next year they're bringing back the Ford Mustang Mach 1. Now, we had oh. one in uh, – we had uh, one uh, – the new edge body style, we had a, a, a Mach 1. 
with uh, with the shaker hood scoop on it, which was functional, by yeah. the way. So what I expect is the new Mach 1 to have a lot of the power and suspension and all the features and the big brakes and stuff of the Mustang Bullet, potentially with some sort of shaker hood would be kind of cool. And they'll probably run that for a year or two before it phases out and the new Mustangs come out in 2021. So I I like the Mach 1. I think it's going to be cool. What was the Mach 1 uh, option package back in the day? So it, what, what differentiated that? So instead of the normal like a uh, 4.6 liter mod motor, it had the Mustang Cobra motor in it, a non supercharged version of the Cobra engine, uh, which was, I think at the time was I'm like talking 305. Going way back in yeah. the 70s, though. Yeah, what, yeah, what, uh, that, like I mean, a like uh, yeah, I don't know, like a, a 351. Uh, well, you, Bill, you've got the uh, camera right and everything from the 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 old. Uh, well, he's got the lawman. The lawman. The 70 lawman, so for a Boss 429. Yeah. I mean, technically, <laughs> technically, Marcus Angel has it, and Bill just owns it. <laughs> but yeah, is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 I got four updated pictures today, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, that's nice. I got ownership back. <laughs> there you go. That's that's a nice little update. But yeah, uh, Marcus Angel, uh, he's doing a great job mm-hmm. on it, but uh, he's had it there for a while. The thing is, is I know is, what that feels like. Is, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into hey, that, it's actually. all good. I don't have a garage to put it in. Neither do I. All right, so we're going to get into some M3 stuff, but uh, before we do, let me tell you guys about uh, Dodge Durango. It's the Dodge Big Finish event, and this holiday season, our gift to you is Employee Pricing Plus. So hurry in and end the year with a great deal on a new Durango all month long. No matter where the season takes you, the Dodge Durango is here to make every trip this season a breeze. Because when you're in a Dodge Durango, you're behind the wheel of a performance-driven SUV. And whether you're rolling out with friends or family, you'll be able to fit everyone in Durango's seven-passenger seating capacity. So this holiday season, Dodge's gift to you is Employee Pricing Plus. That means everybody gets the same price as employees do on a Durango. Hurry into the Dodge Big Finish event today and end the year with a great deal. All right. Thanks, Josh. And if you're lucky, you'll get a Hanukkah present from Santa Claus himself. There you go. Coming Saturday. (laughs) I don't know that Santa Claus delivers Hanukkah (laughs) presents, but sure. (laughs) I I like where your head's at. Um, I've seen some commercials with this guy. (laughs) Santa's got such a a packed schedule this year. He's taken off a little early. Mm -hmm. And I know at least one person that uh, is getting a pretty damn good gift on Saturday, and that's uh, that's all Santa can say. As a result, can... as a result of the big sweepstakes that that you guys are running with Dodge, this is what I love about that sweepstakes is is I talked to you on the phone or texted you, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? You're like, Dodge is coming to the house to shoot a commercial, a uh, series of commercials. Like nine days later, they were on the air and on social media. And we ran the campaign for like five weeks, and now you're already delivering the prize. You're delivering the, wow. like the, the the prize. Like this whole thing just well, happened it, quickly. Yeah, what, what was what was unbelievable to me was yeah, it it went at the speed of sound. But you know, I got back from Saudi Arabia the next day. We shot, and then then 24 hours later, the commercial was up. Yeah, I just, mean the the latest installment was up. So I mean, these guys went above and beyond getting this out. The content was great. Ubinet, obviously, unbelievable driver. But these guys uh, in the editing room got this stuff out, you know, unbelievable. And and, and kudos. In in the world of of the big machine, when you have ad agencies and social media agencies and creative development teams and and production crews, how quickly they turned this whole thing around. It actually went really well. Well, they probably just got out of their own damn way. I'm just saying, yeah, that, that's all they do is they probably just started eliminating meetings, 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 and said, yes. let's just do it. Yes. And they got it done. So anyway, it's a, it's a cool uh, cool event, cool sweepstakes. And uh, I've been um, I've been going around and uh, uh, people are like, hey, how was the year? How was the show? How was everything going? And I was like, you know, everything went really well this year. We love the – we love and appreciate the sponsors, so bear with us with that. That Those are the guys that allow us to bring this show for free. And one of the things I really enjoyed this year was uh, being able to give out tickets to racing events. And that the fact cool. that we gave out to uh, NASCAR at Bristol and uh, an IndyCar at the Laguna Seca and NHRA in Pomona. Um, I'm hoping to do that again next year. I'm also reaching out to friends at Trans Am. So if you want to go to a Trans Am race, we'll probably get you to something really good like Coda or Watkins Glen. 
And, well, we'll and get- also, let's let's get you know requests from the the listeners as far as what what um, series they'd like to go to. I yeah. mean, all we have to do is reach out. There's there's no question that NASCAR wise that I'll reach out this year and get you know a number of more invites, a number more sets of tickets. Yeah. NHRA, we can do that at any time. We ought to do. Um, monster trucks, and, you know, we ought to run the gamut. You know, uh, these listeners have been good to us, so let's be good to them. You know, one of the things I'd like to do is let me see if I can get you guys a couple of tickets to uh, Long Beach Grand Prix. It's it's a great event, um, and uh, I'll be there. That's where I met you. (laughs) (laughs) I I will be there uh, as well, and our friends from Acura sponsor the event and IndyCar, and uh, maybe I can get you a meet and greet with our dear friend Simon Pagano, and you can ask him why he broke Ricky Bobby's arm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, an injury of ignorance. <laughs> uh, okay, so a little bit of backstory on the M3. Uh, Dave and I have been friends. We've known each other for years. We met uh, when Adam Kroll was racing in the uh, the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race in right. Long Beach. Bill's done that uh, as well. Yeah. Actually, um, my friend uh, Mike was uh, your guy, uh, Bill, a long time ago. Oh. Yeah, a very good friend of mine. He Mike says, was the handler, was for, the handler for, for Bill's for, car. For, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he um, said you were, you were an absolute pleasure to work with, too. Except I'm pretty sure Bill broke well, his hand Well, thank you, and I broke my... No, well, I didn't yeah, break... Yeah, you did scare the hell out of it at some point. I broke, the, gear bo- <laughs> I broke the gearbox... Yeah, the shifter, and then my arm on the side view mirror. That's right. He broke his arm. He got angry at the car. It was a a push. (laughs) (laughs) Car bit back. Yeah. Uh, The car broke a gearbox. He punched it in the face, and uh, problem solved. And then Bill was like, "Uh, I think it broke my arm. (laughs) (laughs) That'll learn you. I never had so much fun hurting myself. (laughs) It was a great event. So, uh, here we are almost a decade later, and uh, uh, we were all meeting to go to Long Beach Grand Prix last year, mm. uh, last right. April, and on the way, the M3 broke. It I was, started acting up, but it got no. you. No! I was, I was stretching its legs yes. Yes. in the carpool lane yes. on the freeway <laughs> with a friend, yes. and I... Uh, it didn't like that. So it started shutting down and going to some kind of limp mode. And I kind of limped it over to Long Beach Grand Prix. Well, that was, I didn't, I didn't remember, want to miss our – That was after, our after already having a problem with limp mode. Remember when I found all the wiring up at the ECU yeah. back? Actually, I think when Adam's still in the car. Yeah. Where, that, where the thing was shutting down on you. So when you said that, I'm like, crap, I thought I fixed it. Yeah, me it's too. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I thought you but fixed then I it found too. A whole another problem. But anyway, yeah, keep going. <laughs> so uh, it it was it started running like shit, and it wasn't staying running at all. It was kind of on and off, and eventually I got it out of the parking garage at Long Beach, and I got it onto a flatbed. I don't think it was night. cool. You made the girl push the car, but. Just no. Saying, just yeah. Saying. Well, yeah. Tammy pushed the car a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I was in it with the radio. I'm going push harder. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Come on. It's not going to get itself on a flatbed. <laughs> yeah. Put, put your back into it. And uh, so Could she. Do you imagine me driving and having Wanda push? <laughs> yeah. Photo op. I don't know how that goes later that night. I don't know how that goes for you, but but uh, not well. Uh, yeah, probably not well. No. But uh, anyway, so that happened, and I called up Dave, and I'm like, Hey, Dave. What are you doing? It's like I don't know. Going to bed. I was like, I'll be right over with a flatbed, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we uh, we dumped the thing off in your driveway in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. Flash flash forward to December seventeenth, mm-hmm. and uh, the car is in your driveway. Yes, um, but yes. we had a few issues. Yes. First of all, it started uh, well, several issues, but the crazy one was. For some reason, it was firing a coil like day and night. Yeah. Basically, when you yeah. when you started the car, it wasn't obviously when you when you need to fire that plug when the engine rotates. One of the each spark plug needs to fire, and the and the coil on plug right. fires it. And one of the coils just kept going, whether it well, needed yeah. spark or not. Yeah, and it was. I think what what <laughs> what happened was um, so you know I, was, I you know pulled codes out of it and stuff, and uh, I noticed that. It was having um, communication malfunctions and stuff like that when the key was on. It was cool. It would go for a while. It would run. Then it would start acting up and running weird. And then it would set a P0604 as an internal uh, ECM and malfunction. 
Everybody and, knows that. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Everybody you know, knows P0604. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Dave. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I, um, uh, I was going through a process with, with diagnosing that because really there's not too, too much you can do uh-huh. uh, in that case, but it's uh, just kind of a matter of trying to figure out what was correlating. So it was, it was a time-based type thing. And so uh, at a certain point, uh, you know, was, I know that the ECU had been modified mm-hmm. um, to right. It's got to, a built engine. It's got a supercharger. Right. So uh, you know, I pulled the ECU out to um, actually no. Before that, let me back that up a second. Um, so I knew I had internal ECU malfunction code, and so while I was sitting there with the key on just to see if it made a difference time wise, whether it was running or not. Because uh, you know, got to break these things down, you know, bit by bit in diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So after like three minutes of sitting there with the ignition on, uh, I'm like, "Why do I smell phenolic?" Which is like burning, like plastic and stuff, yeah. and uh, electrical. And then I see smoke rolling out from underneath the hood. Did you run inside, inside quickly, grab s'mores? What, what I did is I pushed it far away from my Supra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No, actually, I yeah. uh, get the car away from my Toyota yeah, Supra exactly. first, and then put out the fire. <laughs> well, so it was it was uh, starting to smoke and everything. I said, "Holy crap!" So jumped out of the back, and uh, you know, I had the forethought to already have the battery terminal loosened, yeah, and stuff. And uh, I popped the battery connector off, and I pulled the valve cover off. The number six ignition coil was just completely melted. Yeah, the top of it. So um, now those were the coils that you had replaced. Yeah, they were all a new, while back, somewhat new. So I knew they were somewhat new. So um, I went through, and this and this thing was a wiring nightmare before. When mm-hmm. the the great story of when we were doing some wiring on it. Do you remember? And yeah. we had a holiday party or something that I was going to. It was Halloween, I think. Oh yeah, with, yeah. No, you were going to. Uh, you're meeting your sister? It was my sister for a charity event. Yeah, it's like and a charity. Like, like it was a fancy right. wear a suit right. holiday party. Yeah, it was like, oh, get all dressed up, Bill. This is, this is, I don't know if you've ever had this look before, but uh, the car is, the hood's open. The front of the cars, there's wires and stuff all sticking out. Yeah, bumpers there's off, bumpers bumper cover, off, and the whole thing's everywhere. And I think I would have probably had less of a reaction if I was on top of another girl <laughs> than this one. But I was actually had tools in my hand. I look up. Covered and, in grease. And Condi, my girlfriend, comes walking up the driveway. Dressed to the nines. Dressed to the nines, ready to go to this party because we have to be there and meet my sister a certain time down San Clemente. And she sees me. Covered in grease, yeah. holding tools. We stand there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and her she just, first reaction was to say, "Hey, Matt, would you like to come with us?" Yeah. She, oh <laughs> man. Yeah, I bet she was really appreciative of that. Yeah. She didn't say anything. She just yeah. went inside. She just looked at me. Her eyes got big and just went into the house. And I'm like, I swear I'll be ready. And I just I, re- listen. <laughs> it, that look was like in Kill Bill when they go, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was not good. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> it was great. I just remember, like, if, if you know me, like, in the middle of a job, I'll stop and I'll clean up all my tools and stuff like that. So I have a clean work environment and everything. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I had to ma- kick everything under kick the garage. Kick everything door. under the garage. Kick under the garage. The just door. kick in the garage. Just go. And he's like, he was like, I could, I could take a cab. I'm like, F it. You know, mm-hmm. just like, I just crimp some wires together real quick. You know, actually, the yeah. car was running at the time. Yeah. He yeah. drove it out. And I'm like, get this thing the hell out of here and just kick everything under the door, <laughs> yeah. close the door. And ran into the house, showered, put a suit on, everything was out the door in 10 minutes. Okay, but then what happened? So you got there. And I got there and I freaking beat my sister beat by 20 sister minutes there. exactly as I predicted. <laughs> exactly right. You know, so Yeah, in LA, everyone's yeah, late. It, it worked out. <laughs> so it worked out yeah, fine. It, worked. it was funny because so. I don't think Condi said a word the entire time there. And then the fact that you still beat your sister there yeah. had sort of like a little bit of a redemption factor. Yeah, no, it did. Because I, I was just like, what did I tell you was going to happen? Yeah. You know? Just like, oh. and. I know I'd get a little hot on my collar for nothing. No, she's 100% right. I I promised her I'd be ready. Yeah. You know, and I'm telling you, I'm serious. I think I probably could have got less reaction if I was actually on top of a girl. (laughs) Somebody else. (laughs) Um, She caught me in bed. But anyway, so. All right. So we, one of the issues that we found with the car was uh, the guys that built the car were constantly doing some sort of fine tuning and experimenting. With the tune for this. Right. So there's sort of two ways 
they can go at it with the BMW is they can take a, the the computer, they can take the ECU, they can flash a tune into it mm-hmm. and not really crack it open or do anything. Right. And another way to but do it that that's all got to be you you can't do anything live. It's all take it, take note, right. take data, go back, change the correction, flash it back in. The other way to do it would be to to crack the box open, like weld in, like solder in a chip that you can kind of plug in and live tune so you can manipulate it on the fly. It sort of makes it like an R&D box. Yeah, yeah. And what we found was we had this R&D box in there, but the pieces used to assemble it, the chips and stuff, were like really crappy, very foreign, non-German. Well, one of the big actual problems was – it it um it, it was there was the solder that they used mm-hmm. was actually not the right solder for the board, and so I had to correct a lot of different you know uh, different things on it and stuff on the board. But there's some stuff that was kind of a little drilled out and stuff, and I did the best. And I'm I'm pretty good with fixing that kind of stuff and yeah. soldering and everything. I used to do it you know growing up with my dad and everything, and uh, so I went through and tried to fix it, but. It just really, really wasn't making me feel good about it that it was actually corrected. If I remember correctly, it did run the car again. It did but, fire it up, but I, but I did, it did have a dead hole and stuff. And so I'm like, I don't want to have this problem again. Um, and at, you know, at the time, I went and grabbed uh, some different coils or from the guy, and um, and I still had a problem and stuff. So I said, we just need to get rid of this ECU. He already tuned it and stuff, and we just need to we need to get another one because mm-hmm. it's now because. How many times is like the third ECU in the stupid car? Yeah, and stuff. So yeah, and really because each one was being set up as sort of a live tune ECU. So right. we started with with uh, an unopened box, not not a new ECU. Yeah. They're all used at this point, but we found a clean, uh, you know, unopened, still right. sealed ECU, and then just flashed a tune into it. So yeah, nobody opened the box, nobody changed solder, drilled holes, did any modifications. It's straight from the factory BMW uh, ECU. Right. So, yeah, and, and that ECU is a different style one too. So um, I got it enough so that the ECU was reliably stay running and stuff like that um, on the bench, and he was able to extract the calibration out of it. And then because it was a different box, it was a Bosch box or a Siemens box, they had to go and convert a few things and a few tables over and stuff. And so he mm-hmm. finally got that. Um, got that completed and done. And then during the whole time, I had been repairing all the other wiring and things like that. Right. So there's a lot of like waiting as this is going on. Find an ECU, buy the ECU. Yeah. And then, you know, flash the ECU. And so as all of this is happening over the course of several months, it kind of, I don't know, gave you the opportunity or forced the opportunity to snoop around under the hood, look at cooling issues and wiring issues and electric fan issues and relays and fuses. and Because we had other issues. We had cooling issues. Yeah, and the brackets and everything for mounting stuff were just just not Uh, done well. And and we were melting wires on fans for some ungodly reason. We don't know why. It was just like the wires were heating up. So. Just pulled everything out and kind of started over from scratch and yeah. and and cleaned up yeah. all the wiring. Yeah, I just had to pull back all the insulation on stuff and find where things were tapped into, remove some wiring. I mean, everybody had been in there. Um, I'm really really crazy anal about how I do my wiring and everything like that. So uh, you know, I took out all solder joints and stuff like that. Even if someone had you know soldered something to it, I, even though the wire was cut, I removed that properly, shrunk it with you know adhesive shrink tubing and made everything waterproof. Thought about you know, everything as I'm going through, you know, if what something was touching this or that, it just fixed everything that I possibly saw that was going to be an issue. And we got rid of, you know, little crappy over-the-counter butt connectors yeah. and things like that. It yeah. went to all, like, weather pack connectors yeah. and, and just did everything the way right. it was supposed to do. Right. And uh, uh, so where where are we now? Um it, when um, do I get my car back? <laughs> you can take it back right now. You <laughs> yeah, want. Like, you should have taken it back. So yeah, <laughs> so no, I, the, small talk. The, yeah. the day after you dropped uh, it off. God, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I wish I had a tree to Jackson fall on it. But um, so I got the fans and stuff all mounted in there. We got nice Flexalite with a digital control box and everything like that that goes on temperature. That was the other thing too with it is that as soon as you turn the key on, it was always out, always live with the fan. And so the fans were always running all the time. And so when you're cranking and the voltage goes down, it's an inductive load, current goes up, blah, blah, blah. 
So um, now we're running we're, we're running a computer on the fans now. Right. So and now we have a dedicated which computer. which people can buy. By the way, Flexalite, yeah. uh, Derailly, they yeah. all make uh, like right. a smart fan controller. Right. So when you when you when you turn on the car, it basically has relays built into it now as well. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's just um, transistorized basically. That's it. When when you, when you turn on the car, it it kicks the fan on at about fifty percent. Mm-hmm. So it does get some air going. It's it's basically right. a soft touch a startup. Right. So it doesn't. Shock, you know the, right. the you know and the it, system, and it allows for um uh, for the air conditioning and stuff. I tapped into the AC and stuff. Like there that. you so go. When the clutch comes on, it turns on the fan automatically. And when the engine heats up and you right. need more air, yeah. you're sitting at a stoplight. Yeah. It turns it up to a hundred percent, and then it backs it off when you don't need it. So yeah. it it's a less wear and tear on the fan. Uh, easier on the car. It's the easier on the car. System. It's uh quieter. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have to run a three thousand CFF fan right. all the time, yeah. you know it's yeah, the, it's just going to run a lot quieter. Take care of that. The uh, yeah. intercooler mounting and stuff like that. There was like probably thirty holes in the bumper with stuff, so I wound up actually kind of you know patching up some holes on it, putting yeah. some nut certs in there so it bolts into one place. You know, finally fix the bumper, how it's mounted. Mm-hmm. Um, so the intercooler. So uh, this has. An air to water intercooler, but with a big heat exchanger, like a radiator. Cast Uh, manifold. So the manifold, um, uh, the supercharger blows into the manifold that attaches to the throttle bodies. uh, And in there is an air to water intercooler. But that, that, that water needs to pass through essentially a radiator, a like like you would right. on your your car with your with your radiator. Right. So there's a heat exchanger, looks like a little radiator, mounted in the front of the car. Um, and the way that was mounted, it was a mess. Yeah, and the, and the the uh, radiator cross support, the radiator support was all hacked up and stuff like that. And so I had to make new mounts and stuff because it's got the new radiator with the Ron Davis radiator in it and everything. So I had to make mounts for that, and yeah, mounts for the condenser. And then because they cut out all the support for where the hood goes and stuff like that, I had to actually figure out like how how to mount that to the front of the car and to the to radiator support so where the hood shuts and it shuts flush and everything. Now um, the other significant thing is when you put a supercharger on your car, it's very important how the air gets into the supercharger. Yes. And the what was on there currently Ugh. was this terrible old like flex hose, like brake ducting right. hose, but it was kind of smashed and crimped in places. It looked like it got run over by a truck. Yeah, literally. And uh, uh, so we, you know, we did a little experiment that we buy a we bought a bunch of yeah. like stainless yeah. tubing and some forty five, some nineties, and whatever. And he did some cutting and welding. Yeah, and, so I, I fabricated and, uh, a new, an intake charge pipe, which I'm really proud of because yeah, I'll tell was, you, man, that thing it was so tight. I have no t- idea how you got it. It's an eighth of an inch. From any contact point, it snaked it through perfectly, and then have a big nine-inch long uh, uh, filter. On yeah. The, uh, on so the, we're, the, I'm the, running on the front of the BMW. If you remember some of the pictures from back in the day, it doesn't have the stock bumper cover. It has a CSL bumper cover, and on the driver's side, and the bumper cover is sort of like one hole in the bumper, almost like a brake ducting, right. probably about three inches yeah. in diameter. And uh, and that's basically where the filter is mounted. So right. it's 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 right in the line of fresh cold air, and no kinks or dents in yeah. the in that tubing all the way down. Yeah. So I, I got that in there mounted in. That alone probably concern. is going to be adding about at least one psi of boost. Yeah. I, honestly, um, yeah. That, that I don't even know how the hell that thing made any power in the last <laughs> one. I mean, it was atrocious. So. Um, I got all, once I got all that stuff done. Um, actually, finally fired it up and drove it. What day ago? Two days. ago? Yeah, um, drove it two days ago, and it felt really strong. It, yeah, it felt it felt a little north of four hundred horsepower to the tire. Yeah, something like that. It, it couldn't hold the power through first gear at all. It would just incinerate the tires. So, um, so it was running running really well. And then um, I uh, I'm trying to work on the air management through the radiator mm-hmm. because they removed everything. That that car's got a lot of ducting. And mm-hmm. it from the front bumper uh, goes up through the cowl or through the cowl, but uh, behind the radiator support and then around the engine and everything. Um, and people don't realize how critical that is, um, including the underpan between the the radiator and the radiator support on the bottom and everything. Um, and all that stuff's gone. I mean, they cut everything out. So um, I drove it around. It felt great. Um, I've got the fans come on at like 160 degrees through you know thermal couple and the radiator and everything. And then while I was sitting there talking to Matt saying this thing's run like a champ, I'm like, why the hell is it 204 degrees? Yeah. Why is it hell 208 degrees? Why is it 210? And if I crack the hood open, if I just pop the hood open, it would um, actually reduce the heat and come back down. 
So there's something going on, I think, flow-wise or something. I don't know when they you know, put the engine together. You know, Sometimes if you use the wrong head gasket, um, I don't know enough about that particular engine uh, per se to, um, to say if there was any kind of cooling passages, stuff like that. But it's acting like there is a flow problem or something. So I need to start. Just give it back to Matt. Give it back to Matt. Crack the hood and tell him not to drive over 70. <laughs> and, and just leave the fun. hood off. Or just leave the hood <laughs> off or just drill a bunch of holes. Get like a four-inch uh, hole saw. There's just, speed holes Yeah, the just, Simpsons. <laughs> just, uh, just drill holes in there. Matt comes in and goes, why, why are there 400 louvers in the hood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, problem solved. But listen, I, I, we're, we're experimenting a little bit as well on the truck this weekend. This is kind of important because, uh, Bill, you're, you're, you know, so many of your cars are supercharged now, and you're talking about doing something on your truck on your new Ram. Is where you're taking in air makes from the outside the makes all the difference in the world. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. And uh, I, you know, when I had. Um, uh, this weekend we posted the uh, video from uh, from Banks when I had the Ford Lightning over at Banks and put it up on. Oh, the I dyno. saw that. Was that uh, that was the video? Yeah, that was the video from a couple of months ago. They finally got around to oh, editing cool. it, and and it's a terrible supercharger. We knew that it's 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 twenty five years old. It's got a hundred thousand miles mm-hmm. on it. It's just a big heat pump. Um, but right under the hood is the open element filter, and a lot of cars have this. A lot of like these so called. Su- cold air kits or whatever there it's just an open filter under the hood and and putting it on the dyno so i've got the the bank's i dash uh gauges in there yeah and super and what those guys did is they hooked up temperature gauges and air density gauges they they i have an mm-hmm. ambient air temperature gauge so i have so a with gauge humidity, relative humidity and i have the gauge basically in the front of the grill it tells you if it's 60 degrees outside that's the ambient air mm-hmm. and then i have a temperature gauge right before the supercharger at the mm-hmm. inlet past the filter between the filter and the supercharger mm-hmm. uh so that's the supercharger inlet temp and then i have the uh, the supercharger or the compressor outlet temp it's it's on the pipe between the supercharger and the throttle body, and then I have a manifold temp, so that's the air going into into the manifold. And what no you're cooling seeing, temperature, but he's got that. No, no, so you got a modern fit. You have a modern Fitbit for your vehicle. I really yeah. do. It's basically what the i uh, the i dash is, and what I'm seeing is is almost double between. More than double between the ambient air and what's in the engine. So if it's sixty degrees outside, I'm doing over a hundred and twenty degrees in the engine. This is a non. You're doing work to it. It's non intercooled uh, uh, supercharger. So uh, old compressor technology. And because you can see all this stuff in real time, every time I stop at a stoplight and there's no air going through the grill, watch it start creeping. You can start to see the ambient air stays the same. Mm -hmm. The the compressor inlet starts to increase. Temp going up. The, you know, the charge temp goes up. So this weekend, I uh, just sort of experimented a little bit and uh, got uh, from our friends at Spectre and KN. Mm-hmm. It's like an aluminum canister with a filter in it, and it kind of hides the filter in there. Well, remember, and, and hooked up some some tubes to get air from from outside of the vehicle, and it consistently takes, it consistently drops. The overall temperature, the engine temperature, about fifteen to twenty degrees. Mm-hmm. So, just the engine alone, just sitting in the engine compartment, the the filter is sucking in hot air, and it's adding at least fifteen to twenty degrees. Well, you have a little bit of room to go into the sidewall where the fender fender liner mounts and stuff, don't you? Yeah, uh, you did it right into the wheel well. I did it into I the gave wheel you a bunch well. Of crap about I, I did it into the wheel well <laughs> for now, uh, just sort of to see it. You know, plus the wheel is sort of a high pressure area to see if it if it creates some air in there, and it is making a difference. It's probably going to get a little dirty, but uh, this is all temporary because we know we're going to swap out the engine and everything else later. But all I did was just sort of some before and after testing on on taking that filter from underneath the hood mm-hmm. and 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 closing it. Well, you know? it, it's funny, Bill. When we were here before, we we're looking at it, trying to figure out where we can bring air into on this thing. Um, I'm like, well, we got to take this, you know, this washer bottle and stuff off of the off of the thing. And so, um, you know, I said, you know, pull, pull all this stuff out. And yeah. he's like, well, what are we going to do with the radiator overflow? And I'm like, come on, I'll, I'll show you. We went, walked into the back of the in the studio there, walking around. And I'm like, there you go, and push, put my hand down in a, in a uh, trash can. Yeah, got a water, a, a water bottle. I knew it. I <laughs> yeah, knew we got a water exactly bottle. Where you were going? Uh, with that. 
And so what we do is, is the big uh, uh, radiator overflow tank yeah. is also shared with the uh, washer, with the washer yeah. fluid yeah. reservoir, which the pump wasn't working on the yeah. truck anyway. I'll go around to fix it later. But for now, we just needed to clean out underneath yeah. there. Well, the thing, too, is— And I moved the batteries to the back. Oh, that's right. So that's now right. the other side, the battery tray is still mm-hmm. there, but now I've got that as well. So, I, listen, the difference between just moving from an open element filter under the hood— mm-hmm to a non-open element filter under the hood is about 15 to 20 degrees. Now, imagine if we did some sort of intercooling system right. on it as well and pulled another, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 degrees off of the whole thing. And oh, got, yeah. if if we were 20 degrees above ambient temperature in the motor it, and it was 60 degrees outside, the difference between getting 80 degrees in the motor and getting 120 degrees in the motor is huge. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing people get too is, uh, you know, they think that they're going to, you know, with the cold air intakes and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, icing and all that stuff. There's a thing called residence time. And uh, when air is flowing through something, it has only a certain amount of time that it can actually transfer the heat over. So cooling it, you know, having it under the hood and putting ice and all that other stuff on top of it, um, there's not enough time for it to actually change the charge temperature and stuff like that. Where the air comes from, the original, the source of it is mm-hmm. everything. So you can have, you know, like the people trying to insulate the pipes and all that stuff. It doesn't really do anything in, in, in real life. Um, where you're getting the air from makes makes all the difference. So um, putting that putting that out there is, um, is 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 really super beneficial, especially when you have a very inefficient compressor. Yeah. So that that would make more of a difference on a supercharger like you have than it would <clears throat> on an efficient supercharger with air underneath the hood. Would. Yeah, the difference between like so if you had if you had both a new supercharger and old supercharger, um, the old one will benefit even more because it, it's very inefficient at doing work to the air. Yeah, and the compressor itself, that inefficient supercharger, is creating heat. You can yeah. see it because, like I said, we're we're monitoring because that I dash we're monitoring a- monitoring ambient air and then pre-compressor and then post-compressor and manifold temp. So yeah. I can literally see on my gauges. Every every step is like another twenty degrees hotter, you know, until it gets to basically double in the engine. So anyway, at, I, I love the data. I love the the, the diagnostics on it. Couldn't do it without uh, the the bank's i dash uh, on there, and we got two of them in there now, so we can monitor a bunch of different stuff. Um, I did measure the supercharger pulley, and it is technically supposed to be the nine pound pulley, mm. but uh, according to my gauges, uh, just flat out on the freeway, like I can't get more than four and a half pounds out of it. And I just think uh, the belt slipping, or? and so I tightened the belt this weekend. Um, I think it helped. I was getting it about four. Now I'm about four and a half. Um, there's definitely something wrong with the transmission not shifting at wide open throttle. There's a solenoid issue. Um, I believe. Um, the other thing it may be doing is, is it may be starting to float the valves at the higher RPM because I'm not getting much more than 4,500 RPM. Like, it's got a small cam. It's a truck cam, so it's not going to get more than 40-something hundred RPM anyway. But uh, it, it, I, it might be kind of floating the valves um, about, about then. So I, don't, I might be just losing boost off of it. So I don't know, like, I'm curious. I don't know if I want to dig into this because we're going to do an engine swap, but I'm wondering if we just did a valve spring swap, would mm. would it would it fix something? So uh, it be, might be interesting. Float valves, you'll you'll really know it. Yeah, when stuff starts happening at that. I mean, you can have Bill punch the dash. I mean, you could, I might do something. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. You do that? I'd be glad. <clears throat> okay. As long as the the the. Uh, the airbag doesn't come out. I'm fine. <laughs> well, you could do it from the passenger seat just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, uh, we're going to have to uh, wrap things up here, but uh, I appreciate you guys hanging with us and getting into sort of a, a nerdier, more technical version of CarCast today. Oh, I but, go way more than this. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, you're definitely going to have well, to come next, back. Next week, we'll have an update on a Dodge truck because uh, your boy Josh took me to the Expel headquarters up in San Antonio, and uh, I'll be picking that up this Thursday, and then and heads over to Blackjack Speed Shop. Oh, nice. Right, yeah, building out the Dodge. He got himself a Dodge pickup truck. He's going to put a big-ass whipple on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I heard heard that last uh, last show. When you put that big whipple on there... It's all about that intake tube into the whip and where you put that air filter. I'll tell you that right now, especially. God, please. I, I learned more than I need to learn. You, you may not be feeling it now, but once those Texas summers start to kick in, it's going to make Actually, all the difference in the world. You need to watch the, um, the YouTube video that Gail mm-hmm. did 
on uh, the superchargers. Yeah. Because he gets into the Roots Brothers and where it all started, and I'm not that kind yeah, of way. Yeah, he probably so. knew. He probably went to school yeah. with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love Gail, but he's yeah. 100. <laughs> oh, no, man. I, well, remember, when I actually first met Gail here, yeah. um, you'd think we, we had a, our a Toyota Hydrogen cell vehicle here. Yeah. We talked to him for an hour and a half out in the parking lot. He loves new technology. He does. He loves Absolutely. new technology. He's awesome. He really he is. is. He's amazing a plethora man. of knowledge. Right uh, and uh, I, every time I get with him, I learn so much from him. So I appreciate all those guys uh, helping me out and running some diagnostics. By the way, all of this is just so we can talk about it here because that whole engine is going to go. It's going to pop out. We're got the whole well, engine a, building. Well, being, the the oh. whole thing with the supercharger is really, really down the line of all yeah. the stuff that he's doing with the manifold pressure and stuff. You know, and and so I think there's a ton in it. In fact, when you guys go over to back with the car again, because we want to rig up some kind of intercooler, yeah, I want to be there. I want to I want to come over there and and, and hang out with that. Yeah, that's some plastic uh, PVC yeah. pipes and duct tape. We're gonna make an intercooler. I'm gonna make it work. Trust me. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. Uh, all right, guys. Sounds gonna... like a party, boys. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. We're gonna we're gonna wrap some things up here. Uh, uh, we appreciate you listening. Is this the last show for the year, Chris? So we're not doing next week. No, we, we're not going to. Well, we'll do a best of next week. So. Best of next week. Yeah. And then, so we'll see you in January. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, then we're going to have good updates on Bill's truck by then for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and have and, a happy holidays, everybody. Uh, keep the rubber side down. Guys, thank you so much. We appreciate it. What a fantastic year of, of podcasting and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, uh, all the interaction that you guys give me on social media. I love that. Tell us what you want to hear next year on the shows. Tell us what kind of guests you guys want. Tell us what races us you want to go to. Go, what yeah. races you want to go to. Um, and by the way, not just races. Let's we'll come up with something else. If there's a, a you want to go to a Barrett Jackson auction, or if you want to go to a good guy show, let me know and I'll try to set it up. I'll see what I can do. Because um, uh, all those guys are fantastic. We, know uh, we, we know do. People that know we know people. a few people that know. We know some people that know some people. Uh, and if you like this, guys, we appreciate the nice uh, review on iTunes. And you can follow us all on uh, on uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Definitely follow us on Instagram over the holidays because uh, um, I'm I'm hoping Santa and the good Lord brings us toys. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and we'll be posting more pictures of that stuff soon. And I posted the, the video on my Facebook page, and it's on YouTube on Motorator Channel. Uh, oh, no. Uh, on, on YouTube, it is – Gail Banks channel, or if you just on YouTube search for worst supercharger ever, that's the name of the video. <laughs> worst supercharger ever, and you'll see my video with Gail Banks, and we get into the initial dyno testing where we made eight. And horsepower. Chris, who 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 did podcast one hook us up with with those with those uh, wonderful goodies? Oh uh, yeah, that but- you sent out a butcher box. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Stay we're tuned. So, we'll we're be talking about that, that out as well. Yeah, we got we got hey, boxes. Big of shout meat. out to them too, man. They're yeah. awesome. That well, was a had, great I, surprise I and said, greatly appreciated. I just had their pork tenderloin and I already last ate night. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Seriously, I just last night got made pork tenderloin. Yeah, I got a freezer. It's amazing. I, I got a I got a freezer full of chicken and bacon and and ground beef and all kinds of meat. And I sent a, a photo to Vinny. my girlfriend. I said, <laughs> I said, look at all this in the freezer. She's like, that's the most amount of food you've ever had in your freezer in your life. Well, how, how many like, times have I called you and all I hear? As you make an egg. Just eggs. eggs. All I do is make <laughs> eggs. I just make eggs all the time. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful holiday. Have a great new year. We'll see you next year. Uh, we love you. Thank you again. Um, until next time. Dave, you got to come back. Oh, sure. Uh, until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. Oh. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.